Do you ever feel like you get into a bad mood and it's almost like you can't control it? Like you were doing fine and all of a sudden it just starts to decline and you are not sure exactly what happened? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Hey friends, welcome to That Was Then, This Is You, where women in midlife share stories, build confidence, and upgrade their style. Here's today's episode. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to That Was Then, This Is You. I'm so happy that you're here today. Today we're going to talk about how we sometimes just go into this little brood mood of ours. How you're doing just fine and then all of a sudden, here's that word, you're triggered and something just causes you to just go into this bad mood and pretty soon you're walking around thinking, I am in a terrible, terrible mood today. Well, obviously we know there's a lot of those things that we know about that can cause that, right? But there are, I think, some kind of compelling things to think about when you're kind of wondering like what caused this to happen today so one thing I want to talk about this is kind of maybe part of a lingering feeling of just not being able to be joyful and that is if you have some sort of a guilty feeling or an apology that you need to give that can really have a big impact on your short-term mood but also in general, just how you are, because it is weighing on you. And that apology that needs to be given is poison in your body, you know, and you just need to get that done. You know how you have that sort of sick, full feeling where you know that there's something that you need to do and you just don't do it but then when you do do it it feels just like a mountain was lifted off of you well sometimes we have those small lingering guilty feelings or little regrets and they go way back but the best thing that you can do is actually sort of absolve yourself in whatever way works for you. Now, you may have to give someone an apology. You may have to send a cute card, make a phone call, go talk to a priest, go talk to a pastor, a therapist, whatever it is, until you can just extract that. So solve it and get it out of there. You're really going to have a difficult time feeling like you can be free, carefree is what I should say, carefree, because it's in there and it doesn't actually go away. It kind of just takes root. And then sometimes you wake up or you're just in your day and you're in a funk and your mind will go to it. And it is the go-to place it will go. And it just won't go away. And it won't go away because you need to handle it and get past it. So that's one thing. What about the list of things that you have that you have thought, I really need to get this stuff done? Or I have a project that I really want to do. 
And every time I walk by that or see it or talk about it, it just makes me anxious and then I'm in a bad mood. Well, it's like, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> One bite at a time. So the best thing to do is really break it down. Break that list of things or that one big project down. Think about what it actually is that is heavy on your mind right now and kind of sitting there lingering, just annoying you that every once in a while it'll pop in or you'll see or be reminded of it and then boom, there's that mood. And again, it's just like the guilt and the regret. It is in there and it lingers, but something will trigger it. And then there it'll be up at the surface. And that's why sometimes you're walking around just like, do, 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 I'm feeling great. And then something reminds you of that. And it's just this giant mountain that you just don't feel you can tackle. You just can't, you can't you know, sort of resolve it in your mind. Like, what am I going to do? How, where do I even start? So definitely when it comes to projects or things on your to-do list, start a fresh list, right? Get rid of the old one because even seeing that old list that's, you know, written on <laughs> paper that's 10 years old because you still haven't done it, that's bothersome. So get a cute little... Uh, notepad, cute little tablet, cute little, you know, journal, whatever, make a new list, then take any big project and break it down into littler projects and just decide that you're going to tackle them one at a time. I'm not a person that can start a project in one day and not finish it. I mean, it literally has to be something that cannot be done in 18 hours because I will spend 18 hours doing it. I just don't like to start a task and then be like, okay, like, let's stop right here and go get cleaned up and go to dinner. No, that's not happening. I'll probably burn myself out really, really early in my uh, midlife here, but it really is the right thing to do. Break it into little projects and just do enough to where you can end it for the day at a really good spot. Maybe it's something that it will just take a day to do and you dedicate that day to it and boom. And then you can skip a day and then the next day do another piece of it or, you know, wait a week. It doesn't really matter, but anything that is out there lingering undone Things that are not done. Again, it lines up perfectly also with the guilt and the apology. That is something that is in your mind as something that is incomplete. And somehow our mind just doesn't let us leave that alone. We can, we can smash it down. We can mask it. We can put it in the back of our mind. But then it will come up. And it comes up at these really inopportune times. And then there goes your mood. And that's terrible. Because I don't know about you guys, but I definitely do not want to be one of those crabby old ladies. Just don't want to do that. And I don't think you guys do either. So 
when you are in that mood, think, okay, what is happening here? There's something unresolved. There's something that's I need to handle. And just sit with yourself and be like, what is it? Believe me, it will come up. You'll know exactly what it is. You just need to sit with yourself and do it. And it may be really, really hard. It may be something you've been avoiding for years. It may be a simple phone call. It may be a little text with a cute emoji and then it's over. You know what I mean? Sometimes we make it a bigger deal than it is. But you will be doing yourself the biggest favor when you tie up those loose ends. For sure. Because here's what happens when you get into that cycle of pouting or just being in a really kind of bitchy mood. It's not going anywhere. It's very hard to get out of it. But one thing does work, and this worked for me when I was raising kids and they were crying and I would distract them with something super cool or super fun or a big expression. And it doesn't work all the time. And I didn't need it all the time. But there are times that you can tell that they were just in a cycle of whining and crying to the point where they forgot what it was even about. Well, guess what? Adults do that too. I've actually caught myself during the course of a day when I'm not like, I'm not feeling great and I've just like not really put my finger on what it is. And it'll just last all day. And then something will happen and it'll make it worse. And then I'm just, you know, spiraling. Until someone says, what is going on? And you're like, I don't really even know. I don't know what even started this. Right? Or it could have been just something small. But the point is that once you start down that road, the best way to snap out of it is to distract yourself and it will be a little bit of a challenge because guess what? We kind of like to pout. We kind of like to bitch and moan sometimes. And so we like to stay there for a minute. But if you are looking at yourself or you see yourself or somebody calls you out, think, okay, I got to distract myself. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a drive. Uh, Let's go to Target. (laughs) Whatever it's going to take. Get out of that cycle of that brooding and distract yourself and go do something else. Just snap yourself out of that bad mood. You can do it. You can do it. Another reason it happens is because we feel disconnected. And Lord knows that during these times right now, it's been really easy to feel disconnected from friends and family and from our social activities and our life in general. It's so different right now. But that can also lead to kind of being in a bad mood and a little bit of self-pity, you know? And again, this is it's such a perpetual thing because once we're disconnected, and we feel like, well, I'm not going to see anybody, what's the first thing that you stop doing? You stop 
dressing a certain way and you're pretty much in sweats or yoga pants. And then you can go longer between washing your hair. And little things just start to not mean as much. And usually it's about our self-care. When we do those things because we're on a, a schedule and we have to be out the door and, and do all that, we stick to it. But if we're feeling detached already and we have a little bit of extra time, especially when you're in midlife and maybe you're semi-retired or retired or about to retire, or I don't know, but you have more time and then you feel that disconnect, you're going to start to go down that road of neglecting yourself and your self-care. You'll find every reason in the book and they're actually pretty good ones. Well, I'm not going to see anybody. Well, who cares? Well, as it gets closer to summer, I'll get back on my routine. And then you're in a funk. And then that gets you in that little foul mood. And it's literally because you are missing out on the interaction. You just feel disconnected and detached from people and normal things. So definitely take a look at that when you are feeling that way. And even if you're going to stay home, act like you're going out. There's no reason not to do your hair, do your makeup, wear a little bit of a nicer pair of jeans and a blouse. Like, do it. It's okay. You're not going to get arrested if you wear work clothes and you're staying home. You don't have to wear your heels. But you can wear even just nice, you know, jeans, dress pants, and a little comfy sweater, and that's it. You'll feel better. And at least you know that when it's time again to go out into the world for whatever social event or for a meeting or travel, whatever, that, you know, you haven't completely forgotten how to take care of yourself. But I can totally relate because when you do feel a little bit disconnected, it does, like all of the other things we've been talking about, it does snowball. And then you want to be disconnected. And then every little thing bothers you because you are so used to just being alone. So really pay attention because we definitely do not want to become those people. Don't want to become isolated, especially as we get older. We really need each other. We need the stimulation. We need the conversation. We need each other. So don't let that happen. When you feel detached, make a move. Call somebody, FaceTime somebody, walk down the street, talk to somebody, go to a store, talk to somebody. Just have a conversation. Definitely don't do that. Don't be detached. Being tired perpetuates being more tired you remember telling your kids the later they sleep the more they want to sleep I mean I feel like I've heard that all the time and to be honest I've never understood kids sleep cycle it was never what I expected if I'd keep them up late thinking that they would sleep longer they always woke up earlier right I think we've all been there and there are times I go to bed, I decide to stay up a little bit later thinking, oh, I don't have to get up as early tomorrow. And, you know, by that way I'll sleep in. Not happening. Not happening. 
it's going to go the way it's going to go. But if you are exhausted, you will become a grump. And so when you do stay kind of out of motion, you become even more tired. Why do you think when they talk about exercise and lifting weights that it, it stokes your metabolism? That's the point. But that when you are slowing down, you're just going to become more slowed down. You're not challenging your body. You're not keeping it energized and moving it around. We just neglect the idea that we could possibly just be tired. And that more tired is not good. (laughs) It's one thing to think, I'm tired. I really need to rest today. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be fresh and at it again. That's fine. We all have those days. But I'm talking about that person that complains all the time. Every time you ask them, how are you? Tired. Oh, my God. Are you tired all the time? Of course, we're all a little bit tired. I mean, look. In my 50s, hell yeah, I have some tired days. You bet I do. But if I have a series of days where I, I'm talking that conversation of being exhausted, I promise you, I'm in a bad mood also. So move your body. Move your body. Get out of the house. Tell yourself you're not tired. Stop saying that. That's definitely something that has a lot more um weight to it than people think saying those words you don't have to say it if you are you are but don't fall into the trap again a routine a groove a pattern that you've created of saying you're tired just for the hell of it because it's a really easy fix and then another thing that might might cause you to be in a grumpy mood is Maybe you just aren't loving yourself today. Maybe today nothing went exactly like you expected it to go. You woke up, you didn't, you didn't really feel like, uh, you know, your eyes were clear and your hair was soft and, um, you know, your skin looks like shit and, you know, you're just really down on yourself. And we all are going to have days like that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you got to just be all over that. Like, of course, we're all going to have days like that. But when you have those days, it's important to recognize this is one of those days. Oh, here we go. And then just say, okay, my self-esteem needs me today. I don't have what I think it's going to take, but I got to dig and I got to find it because today of all days is the day I need to feel good about something about myself. And think about something that you're really good at. Make a meal that everybody loves or do a thing that everybody thinks you're good at or that even you think you're really good at. But in this situation, when you've got a low self-esteem, it's great to get some props from other people. I'm just saying. Do something that makes you feel good because you know what? No one is out there just wondering when your self-esteem is going to plummet so that they can come in and prop you up. You are the one that has to do that. 
And if you don't, you kind of, you're at your own peril, you know, because again, this will be one of those things that can snowball. And it's important to actually recognize that, yeah, these things are, these days are absolutely going to come, but you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. And what I love about thinking about what you're good at is that that requires you to give yourself some positive self-talk. And that will help in a million different ways, right? You're feeling that that down, low self-esteem day. Have a seat, get a cup of tea and or coffee, sit down and just, what am I good at? What do I, what do I like to make? What do I like to do? What is it? What's that thing? And do it. Pick it out and do it. You're doing it for yourself. And then in turn for all of those people around you that love you, that really don't want to be around you when you are being a negative Nancy. So there are a lot of reasons that we can just unexpectedly slip into a bad mood. I get into a bad mood when I'm hungry. And it's really dumb because why am I hungry to the point where I'm in a bad mood? (laughs) You know, this isn't hard to fix. And so that one will do it though. And usually it's because I've worked through the time that I would have normally eaten and I'm grumpy. But guess what happens? It's really weird. It passes. I know. I kind of like to intermittent fast, so it's not super hard for me. But when that time comes, there's a window when I'm really crabby. But that's, to me, that's an easy fix, right? Just get a little snack. And here's the thing about that. If you get to that point, you'd be amazed how little it takes to satisfy you. This happened to me last week. I was really surprised. I I think I hadn't eaten, and it was almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was just super busy with work and I hadn't eaten and I thought, let me just cut this apple up real quick. It's just like a little apple. It wasn't even like a giant apple. It's just a little apple, cut it up and I'm gonna have it here next to me while I'm doing some work on my computer. And that was it. And it literally held me over till about seven o'clock. So it's kind of surprising, but also, you know, it, it prop popped excuse me, propped me up a little bit, you know, got me out of that hunger, bad mood. That's an easy one to fix. No question about that. So I hope this helped you kind of identify uh, some of those reasons why that you might get into a bad mood all of a sudden and, and maybe help you remedy that. And that is all that we have for today, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will see you next time.